This is Doris Gilman, editor and publisher of Health Thought Leaders' one-to-one blog and podcasts. On the blog and through the podcast, you'll learn about innovations that advance the business and clinical practice of healthcare. As president of Be Seen, Be Heard Incorporated, I help health thought leaders express and find channels for their ideas, capabilities, and solutions. This podcast titled, Physicians Get a More Complete Picture with Aggregated Data, with Keith Brown, Senior Director of Business Development and Marketing for White Cloud Analytics in Boise, Idaho. Keith has extensive marketing and business development experience at both software startups and larger companies, which includes Hewlett-Packard. It's now possible with data from electronic medical records and electronic health records, claims and third-party sources to make it easy for a provider in any setting to access and analyze his or her personal performance. Combined data can then be compared with peers. The applications that White Cloud develops automate the analysis of role-based information to answer value-based care questions. It's also used to identify best practices and to facilitate collaboration among providers. The goal is to improve and promote higher levels of quality, safety, and efficiency. Thank you, Keith Brown, for sharing your expertise in health analytics on Health Thought Leaders one-to-one. So I'm going to start by asking you, what makes this the right time for the collection of data to be put to purposeful use? Well, first of all, thanks for uh, spending some time with me today, Doris, and thank you for that great introduction. And I'm going to answer that question with three points. The first is because we can. Over the last several years, there's been a significant, I'll call it an infrastructure of data that's been laid down, primarily through the implementation of EHRs that has developed and deployed vast stores of data that obviously go a long ways towards helping at the point of care, documenting people's health records, etc. And we can extract, and, and that has value in and of itself. But we can also go in with an analytics tool and go on top of that data, basically, and we call this across the seams, across multiple different data sources, and really extract value from that data and use it to provide performance metrics from both a clinical and cost perspective. So it exists. Secondly, the significant pressure from reform, market pressures, competitive pressures, and just a general shift in the market that's driving competitive change. So you have a vast store of data. We have analytic capabilities that can be used to drive performance from that data, and we have significant pressure to change. And then the third point is that White Cloud has spent the last six years automating the clinical performance process. We've basically looked at what is required to answer the question around from a physician's perspective and also from a clinical management's perspective or service line perspective, what does it take to improve my quality? What do I have to do to drive down cost? We have developed in partnership with several healthcare systems over 400 metrics, over 200 cohorts that come standardized out of the box in a cloud-based solution that allow us to take advantage of that data, help people drive reform and, and drive their competitive perspective by using these analytical applications that we've already built. That's why the time is now to really use this data. At the point of care with a patient, how can a physician or healthcare professional do a better job for that patient using aggregated data and the analysis of that data? 
to be clear, what we do at White Cloud Analytics is we really provide key performance metrics from across the organization to provide an accurate and actionable picture of both quality and cost performance across the continuum of care. Now, that information can provide near real time. Most of our clients have a, a, bi, you know, a bi-weekly or monthly pool of data that gives them very accurate, real-time feedback on their cost and quality goals. So in that aggregate view, by understanding what works through outcomes-based analytics, physicians get a chance to review, investigate, learn, and improve their practice, because they can see through outcomes over time what's working. They then can then update, improve their practices, improve their policies and protocols. And as they improve those policies and protocols, at each point of contact from that point forward, and as they continue to evolve their practice, the point of care, uh, care that happens at the patient, uh, point of contact with the patient improves. So it's a method of saying, let's look at outcomes, let's manage the, and monitor the cost and quality of those outcomes, let's learn from it and improve our practice, and then based on that learning, each contact with a customer or a patient improves. How then does using aggregated data impact the larger unit of a health organization, such as a group practice, accountable care organization, or hospital? So as I just mentioned, we're able to provide a pretty complete picture of the health system performance by understanding cross-organizational cost and quality goals. We provide the key data to individual stakeholders throughout the system. And I talk, we talk here at White Cloud, and I talk a lot about physician engagement, but that's also true in what we call sort of a role-based analytic platform that provides the right information to the right teams. When all members of the organization are aligned to a common goal and they're not overwhelmed with unnecessary information, only the information that they need, they can act on it, they can improve, and the entire system will see improvement. Because we can aggregate that improvement, we can show the quality metrics and the cost metrics in a summarized form Manage, that allows management to sort of see an oversight of the relative strengths of their organization. So while the organization gains strength and the physician and care teams improve, management can see how that's working and then begin to utilize that information to say, ah, here's how we can now up our game. Here's how we can change organizational models, maybe take on uh, shared risks, value-based purchasing programs, and other kinds of strategies that mirror our clinical improvement. And from a management and an organizational perspective, it allows them to mirror the improvement in clinical performance with the improvement in financial performance and to drive clinical transformation and healthcare transformation within the system. Do you have a case study with some concrete results that you can share with listeners? I wanted to start with a short example of a physician's short journey. In this case, an obstetrician was introduced to the metrics that were, you know, that were new when we deployed this system. And it was new seeing this information within his practice. And as most physicians do, he was kind of surprised to see for the first time information and to see specific metrics that told him where he was outperforming and underperforming on a range of characteristics around his practice. And he noticed that his mammography screening rates were pretty low. They were in the in the 50% range, and it really it really surprised him. 
And in this case, what he was able to do is he was able to look at the system and look at his information that we provided to him in, in a, a portal or an application and take a look at that data and say, you know, I can, I can do better than that. I, I just didn't know. What do I have to do to improve? And he sort of double-clicked on the information, dug through, saw his patient panel, saw people who were performing better than him, and actually was a, uh, an, another physician within his practice. And he said, I'm just going to call that person and collaborate, talk about what they do. And it turned out to be a fairly simple fix. He basically just took his patient panels, made sure on a monthly basis that his administrative assistant within the office did a call down regularly, and just did a simple change to see who's in compliance, who's not, not out of compliance, because he had visibility to the data, and they were able to move their compliance rates up to the 90% range. Now, what's unique about this particular example is he did find one patient who hadn't been screened, who had early-stage cancer, that they were able to identify and rectify because of this process. So again, a fairly simple fix because the information was available, it was easy to use, it was specific to his practice, and he was able to say, what do I change, how do I make simple changes, and how do I manage my ongoing quality of care? And that was a real success story for the, for the systems we put in place. Well, that's a great uh, case study that you've just cited. I think that makes it uh, something that most listeners will be able to understand and to see the benefits it's often said that managing physicians is like herding cats. What happens when you um, begin to work with a new group or hospital as your client? How do providers react? Well, I think there's maybe two components to that, uh, uh, Doris, and, I, and I'll, I'll answer the second. But I think part of the herding cats means we have a very independent very smart, very intellectual, very geographically dispersed team that's used to sort of operating on their own. They're trained to do that. They're, they're meant to have answers, et cetera. And so getting that group to engage in change and engage against common goals is the reason we've built systems that allows them, just like in the previous example, to see their data on their practice and to work with their peer groups and to figure out where do I want to invest and what's important to my practice. I think what you might have been hitting at, hinting at as well is sometimes when providers first see this information, they're a little shocked. In particular, they look at it and say, oh, wait a minute, that's not right. There's something here that's negative. And they can at times say, I don't believe that or I don't trust that. And I kind of jokingly, I speak to that as like the five phases of data grief. Oh, that can't be right. The data can't be right. The system must be wrong, et cetera, and so forth. And the way that we respond to that is we're compassionate. We, we recognize, hey, first of all, let's double-check our data. Let's make sure everything is, in fact, correct. And it's not like we're perfect, but usually it, it, it's a matter of physicians never really seeing this information in a way that we can provide to them. So we're compassionate, and we ask them a few questions. We say, listen, we don't assign blame. We're going to double-check. We're going to make sure things are there. And then the next step is to say, well, this actually is the data. And we can prove that in several ways. So one example is, as in the previous sort of case study I talked about, we provide the data in a way that they can double-click through any particular metric and get down to the patient panel in the encounter list. And they can see for their own eyes, oh, yeah, that's my patient that I saw last month. <clears throat> and that goes a long ways towards saying, yeah, that is your data. Now, the second question we ask is, if there's a coding error, if this isn't what you thought should have been coded, Instead of 
instead of thinking of it in a negative way, isn't it great that you know about it? And isn't it great that you can now do a better job of coding that, correcting the problem, updating the system, whatever needs to, ha to, to happen? And finally, we ask them, would you rather see it now or would you rather see it later? And so we just try and be as compassionate as we can, make sure our data is accurate, work with them, show them that it's their results, and then work with them on sort of a, what we call positive deviance. Who can you talk to? How can you improve? And by the way, look at all the areas you're doing great in and really work with them to accept the fact that this information is extremely beneficial, can improve quality and drive down cost and really improve their practice. When managing these professionals, what is it about physician culture that makes it so challenging for management to change the way they practice medicine? Well, first of all, let me start by saying that at least from White Cloud's perspective, we have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for the intelligence, hard work, and motivation of the physician community and what they apply to their work. From our perspective, we simply try to provide the best information in the easiest format to make the work that they do more productive, safe, and cost-effective. Now, at the healthcare system level, there is a challenge. And I think healthcare in this sense is somewhat unique. There's, there's really, as I look at it, two, and they operate in the, in the same system, but there's two sort of organizational models. There's a top-down organizational structure that has to manage budget, budget, has to deal with contracts, has to collect revenue, has to manage teams, has to work with physician groups that are employed and unemployed, et cetera. And there's another group of physicians that are smart, intelligent, highly driven, independent, that for many, many, many years have been sort of taught and trained to say, hey, I, I know the answer. I work on my own. And you have more of a tops-down structure integrated with a very powerful, and by the way, 80% of the spend community and the physician community that's very independent. We call that sort of the organizational organic um, uh, model. And those two things together can be quite tra challenging. And driving performance in that complex environment can be quite challenging. And that's why the way that we've built our analytics system is really, it's almost two phases. We provide a, what we'll call a physician-driven or physician engagement system that allows applications that are role-based, meaning physicians get only the metrics and information that's unique to them, and root cause analysis, meaning that we know what the next question is going to be. And, and what I mean by that is 80% of the questions they're going to have about a particular metric have already been answered because we've done the research, we've thought through what happened, and they don't have to go through what's called an analyst proxy model. They don't have to go back and say, have another question and have a report sent to them. It's already in the application. That engages the physician while at the same time giving management summaries to say, here's how the organization as a whole is moving towards. And if you remember earlier in the presentation or in this, this podcast, I had talked about people have to work towards common goals. And so providing a system that provides role-based analytics that are unique to a particular physician and a particular practice that are based upon organizational goals that roll up to the management team, we think we've really sort of cracked the code and found the uniqueness that says it's very complex to manage this distributed, dynamic, independent team of, of very smart physicians, get them on the same page, let them self-direct change, but let them do it against 
common goals. We think that's the way, that's the challenge and the opportunity in the way that you, you, you can manage this complex environment. What are you trying to achieve by showing physicians their performance relevant to other physicians? Well, Doris, as I had mentioned earlier in the case study, you can see where it's very powerful to get people to engage and to collaborate. And at the end of the day, I believe that it's, it, it is physicians that must, under, must ultimately understand and drive the performance enhancements within their practice. It cannot effectively be sent out in an email or a, pen, a PowerPoint. It's got to be changed by physicians for physicians. So from our perspective, by showing physicians relevant performance information that's based on their practice and their patients, and I've mentioned that, they can internalize and understand what they need to focus on. But the key thing is, is how do you learn? And you don't learn by telling someone. You learn by engaging, and you learn by your colleagues, and you learn by better best practices. And what we call positive deviance. Who is doing this better? And just like in the mammography example, someone within his own practice was doing it better. It wasn't rocket science. It wasn't a big deal. But it made a huge person in one patient's life. And that's the reason we think this peer group is so important. People don't have to wait for a yearly evidence study. They don't have to go to a conference. They can sit on their system and in two minutes click, find a metric they want to improve on, and find two or three people they want to talk to. And we think that really powerfully drives motivational change. Thank you, Keith Brown of White Cloud Analytics for participating on Health Thought Leaders One-to-One. -One. This is Doris Gilman, editor and publisher of Health Thought Leaders One-to-One -One blog and podcasts. Please leave your comments about this post and podcast at seen-her.com backslash blog. Read the still current posts and listen to other podcasts on the blog listed in the right-hand column.